Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Good afternoon. I'm Lee Lonsberry. This program is called Live Mike. You've made it to episode 15. I'm grateful to you for listening. And happy Monday. Uh, I, we have a lot to cover on today's program. Last week, we wrapped up the, the, the long week with some intense news. We learned, of course, that uh, Iranian commander Soleimani, uh, was killed in an attack uh, authorized by our president, Donald Trump, in a drone strike. Uh, well, there has been some fallout and there's been some, uh, some folks with some opinions that have developed over the, over the weekend and into this day, Monday. We're going to walk through those. Uh, we're also going to talk about how this has impacted uh, the impeachment proceedings. I know that topic is terribly boring. And I know that we have been hearing about impeachment, impeachment, impeachment. And if I'm honest, when uh, when I'm reading through the newspapers and uh, listening to the different reports, when the topic of impeachment comes up, uh, my question is, hey, listen, maybe when something happens, why don't you get back to me? Uh, until then, is there anything else you could cover? Uh, anyway, so I apologize uh, for that. But uh, there are there is some movement. There is a senator out of Missouri who has a plan he'd like to implement uh, as well, uh, Senator Lindsey. Graham has a plan that he proposes. Uh, these are all actions to be taken by Republicans in the Senate uh, in lieu of uh, the transmission of these articles of impeachment by uh, Speaker Pelosi. As you know, the House impeached the president. Uh, Right now, the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, is holding on to those articles. She has not yet sent them to the Senate. As the rules stand currently, it requires uh, the it requires the transmission of those articles for the trial uh, in the Senate uh, to commence. Now, that's just a rule. That's not like law or anything, uh, but rules uh, in the House and the Senate and Congress in general uh, can be changed by the body in charge, by the party uh, in charge uh, almost at any time. In fact, there's an entire committee in the House uh, that comes up with new rules for every single bill uh, that is debated on the floor of the House. Uh, a similar setup on the Senate side. So what could happen as we wait for uh, the Speaker of the House to take action, if uh, that action is delayed uh, intolerably long uh, or for an intolerably uh, long duration of time, uh, there are options uh, in the hands of uh, senators, particularly Republican senators, and some of those plans are starting to uh, take shape. We're going to talk about that uh, throughout the morning. Uh, Also, we're going to talk to Inside Sources host Boyd Matheson. He's going to join me in studio in the next segment, and we're going to talk about some of this Iranian stuff uh, You and I talked pretty intensely about this on Friday. I made my opinions known very basically. If you, uh, like was done by this uh, commander, Soleimani, are responsible for the death of Americans, and if you pose an imminent threat to Americans, uh, there is the highest of likelihoods that your life is going to come to an end. And that's exactly what happened uh, in this case. So we'll get into some of the other details there. Also, we have learned on the impeachment side uh, that former National Security Advisor John Bolton, 
You remember him? He's got the mustache. Uh, he, he was a commentator for a long time on TV, uh, uh, ambassador to the U.N., and then President Trump uh, brought him on as security advisor. Uh, well, anyway, he, he left the White House some time ago and has made it known this morning that he is willing, if subpoenaed, to testify uh, to testify in a Senate trial. That's a big deal for a number of reasons. He has been a Trump ally, and uh, the, the there are two camps right now in terms of this impeachment and how things will play out. If you are the Democrat type, you want to see uh, witnesses from all corners uh, brought uh, before uh, the, the the senators and also these managers who will come over from the House. The, they'll act as attorneys. So members of the House will uh, essentially prosecute the case. Uh, anyway, so for John Bolton, former National Security Advisor, uh, to say he is willing to testify in the Senate impeachment trial if he's subpoenaed, uh, that's again according to a statement that he uh, released today. He, he said, in fact, the House has concluded its constitutional responsibility by adopting articles of impeachment related to the Ukraine matter. It now falls to the Senate to fill its constitutional obligation to try impeachment, and it does not appear possible that a final judicial resolution of the still unanswered constitutional questions can be obtained before the Senate acts. So that uh, position is in dispute, and we're going to talk about uh, what Senator Hawley and Senator Graham have in mind. Uh, But it has been announced that uh, Senator John Bolton is willing, at least, uh, and we're going to talk to... Uh, some folks, uh, in particular Inez de la Cutera from ABC News, and see what that means and how folks are responding to it. Uh, when I spoke briefly earlier this morning to uh, Maria Chaleos, I talked about some of the things we cover on today's program. Uh, later on, Doug Wright and I are going to speak. He and I both watched the Golden Globe Awards last night. Uh, and while I am typically slow to uh, do entertainment news, uh, there were some interesting comments made, uh, in particular by that Ricky Gervais. He made the, the British office, the original uh, office. He, uh, for the fifth time, hosted the Golden Globe Awards. And he said so. He had some strong words for the Hollywood establishment. And uh, he had some strong words for the big uh, streaming companies uh, and also Apple and Amazon. Uh, interesting stuff. And uh, this morning as I've woken up and clicked and clacked around Twitter, you see that, uh, honestly, the reactions are kind of mixed. Anyway, uh, Doug Wright and I are going to talk about that later on. Uh, But here is that there are other things we're going to talk about. Uh, You remember Representative Lee Perry. He uh, also uh, Utah Highway Patrol Lieutenant. He retired last week after 31 years uh, in the uniform of the Utah Highway Patrol. He and I are going to speak for a little while later on in the program. He's going to talk to us about uh, why he chose law enforcement, uh, what he learned over the course of his 31 years, what he may have to share with others considering uh, a profession, the profession of law enforcement. Also, we're going to talk Talk a little bit about uh, some job openings. If you are considering uh, becoming a member of the Utah Highway Patrol, they're accepting applications right now. And through the end of the month, uh, I've got printed out some of the requirements. They're fascinating. And it, uh, it speaks to the caliber of individual I think, that wears the uniform of the Utah Highway Patrol. Anyway, later on, we'll speak to Lee Perry, who served for 31 years as a member of the Highway Patrol, and uh, get some of his insight as well. Uh, Utah, now the home of medical marijuana. There's some dispensaries going to be open here pretty soon. The health department handed out uh, 14 licenses uh, of dozens and dozens, I think 100-plus applications. Uh, 14 such applicants received licenses and uh, about March of this year, they will commence operation. We're going to speak uh, to the uh, 
uh, the boss of one of these uh, places later on to talk to us about uh, what the what the application process was like to get the license, and more importantly to to their business, uh, what will what will business be like for them? What do they expect uh, as they open their doors later on this year? Now, I've been holding off on this one because it's a funny one. In 1996, I attended a police auction. You know what that is? It's when uh, things left over in either the evidence bin or wherever things have been confiscated. Uh, no one claims them. And oftentimes, uh, police or sheriff's departments will uh, uh, host auctions where members of the public, you and me, can go and we can bid on these items. A lot of bicycles sold in these settings, uh, crutches, um, automobiles, that's a big one, uh, stereo equipment, televisions. Uh, well, in 1996, I, along with my mother and father, attended a police auction. And the auctioneer lifted an item above his head. And I said, oh my gosh, we have to have that. And uh, my dad said, yeah, that's funny. That's we got to have that. Mom said, I don't know. We don't. What are we going to do with that? And uh, but it was two to one. We convinced her. And uh, my mom, she had the the what do you ever call the, the paddle with the number on it. She uh, raised her hand when the item uh, was up for bid. And for fifteen dollars in 1996 from a police auction in western New York, I became the owner of a gently used prosthetic leg. I'll tell you that whole story. All of it here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. This is KSL News Radio. You've uh, made it to episode 15. I'm grateful to you. Stick around. Next up, we're speaking to Boyd Matheson from Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.